Hi there people, this is Sheba again and today I have with me Dr. Vahida. She is an obstetrician, gynecologist and a sub-fertility specialist. Also Dr. Vahida is my, is, is my long-time friend. She is an awesome runner for a long time and she herself endorses fitness really well. She does a lot of strength work and she works out despite her very, very hectic schedule. So I'm so, so happy to be in conversation with Dr. Vaida. Hello, Dr. Vaida. Hi, Shiba. I'm so happy to have you here, doctor. So uh, I'm going to talk about all your specializations. And my first question to you is one of the most talked about and the most overrated topics of today on PCOS. So please throw some light on this lifestyle condition which is PCOS tell us about it yeah, it's actually though as you said it is most talked about most discussed most overrated and sometimes underrated okay like you know polycystic ovarian syndrome I think it's more become rele- meaning more obvious or we discuss it about it more also because these days for anything and everything we are doing more investigations you right. know like few years back ultrasound you, uh, anything was not a easily available commodity so most of us went by the history taking like you know when somebody comes as a presentation that I have these issues it's more of history taking and managing and then probably ultrasound complemented our diagnosis today people come with the you know ultrasound finding which says polycystic ovaries okay. and also many a times you know yeah since as you all said people read so much about it many a times most of our clients come with their own diagnosis saying that I have PCOS so how do I okay. go about okay. okay so it is like I wouldn't say it's, it's a problem with the modern world or because of uh, you know too much of information so it is how we take the information is more important I'm not blaming that you should not do too much okay. but don't be scared. For example, when they come and say I'm a polycystic ovarian patient, this is a polycystic ovarian syndrome patient, I tell them, please cut the word patient. Mm. First, PCOS is just a condition. It is not a disease. Mm. And any conditions can be managed by our lifestyle, by our food and sitting and thinking what we really need to do. Okay. And though again, it may sound cliche, like all I know people like at my age, I we talk about the recent generation not being, you know, very health conscious or junk but truth is yes you know you know most of the time why are we picking PCOS why do we people have so much it surely last 10-20 years the lifestyles mm-hmm. has totally changed because people have stopped walking people have you know it may not be there were not so many gyms 20 years back Before, but if yes. you see the lifestyle what we had and what my child has is very different because mm-hmm. most of us walk to school you know walk to colleges and we, we stayed in huge campus and we were active all along and food even the richest didn't eat pizza or cheese and you know anything every day or the number of biryani shops you see yeah. every day was never part no, of not the, so much not so much yes food. off the shelf yeah. food so most of us ate home food most of us walked or did some amount of exercise lot of outdoor activities you know running around and playing with friends was never age related even in right. adolescence when we grew up also we were playing today most of the kids from the time they are born they are either being picked and dropped or from school after school hours they are going to either tuition or some classes so at the end of it people have stopped being active Active. and so that's the reason 
why it if you ask me was pc was not there yes probably it was there even in my generation in our people who are in 50s who were adolescent 25 years back could have had pc was but it balanced by the lifestyle we went through where we were very cautious we were not cautious cautious but it was part of our life that we were very we ate home food probably we you know we have had limited pocket money probably yeah. but so we ate limited you know that once in a while treating us only during our friends but today every day everybody is treating yeah. each other it's every day this food almost yeah, every, every day, day and somewhere people think you know i love to eat outside and in the name of you know healthy food they take a burger which is again unhealthy yeah. you know they say no i eat only a veggie burger or i'm just taking it's a, still junk. but it's still yeah. unhealthy so polycystic ovarian syndrome is not a disease it's just a condition and there are two varieties a two type of people what we call as obese pcos and a lean pcos and why it happens is because of insulin resistance because okay. your body is producing insulin but mm. the insulin is not effective enough to break down whatever you're eating so indirectly it increases your uh, you know glucose uh, you know Levels. is not break yeah. broken down properly so you try to get into weight, you know get weight and then it becomes a problem so what is the scenario it can present people can have incidentally we pick up issues where they do not have any symptoms or signs they may be normal okay. and by the by you know we do a scan for something else and we pick up issues or we do an ultrasound because we are thinking that they have pcos because they can present with irregularly irregular cycles which means right. your cycles can be regular yes. irregular no cycle absent cycles prolonged cycles so it is like mm. you can never define how your cycles are going to be right. and hirsutism like people women presenting with hair you know you know in the body yeah. and you know the hair overgrowth in your face overgrowth yeah. in the face it's yeah. more of we say male pattern of balding yeah. of the hair and yes you know more discoloration of underarms and the neck so typically people can present you with these symptoms, other symptoms, symptoms which we can say probably it is pcos okay. so when people come to us do we treat it immediately no the first first few sessions are more of counseling to check with them how is their lifestyle how much they are dieting i mean eating how much exercise again you know people come and tell oh i just you know do all the housework i don't see the need to do exercise right. or i'm eating very limited so i don't see the need to diet see when again when we talk about diet it does not mean you're starving are you eating healthy yeah. when you look into your plate every time it does not have to be very flashy or expensive food like a you know where we start talking about you know super food or something yeah. our day to day south indian food itself if you eat well it is more planned so whenever you look into your plate is there enough amount of protein yeah. is there enough amount of fat and carbs i'm eating so when you, you consciously choices, yeah you right. when you consciously look into it you will realize that whatever i'm saying for example eating two idli with one podi is not healthy yeah. but if you eat two idli with a cup of sambar yeah. and add lentils, lentils yeah. and you're adding veggies so it is just a mind you know it is i would say just a bit of a change of being a little conscious about what you're eating like looking at your plate and eating and looking not at your mobile and eating where you're not concentrating yeah, what so you're eating stuff, yes. and then yes exercise you know incorporate exercise you know i'm not saying that again everybody has to go to a gym or everybody should have a trainer but yes if you need to do some organized type of exercise okay. which is like 
could be partially cardio you know which you need to have you know concentrated exercise like of one day of upper body one day of core one day of strength training okay. all that it's very important because i have seen phenomenal changes with my clients if they accept what i talk i just tell them targets i'm not going to give you medication you find what will be the best way for yeah. you to eat and exercise there are few instances one patient one of my client i would you know personally we don't like to share a, you know a confidential but she was 95 kgs in 2017 november okay. just by exercise and strength training and swimming she reduced almost 30 kilos and wow. this november we confirmed pregnancy because she came with subfertility okay. which is again one common problem with polycystic ovaries yeah one of the common problem because when your cycles are irregular how do you ovulate you know right. why does your cycles become irregular because you're not ovulating well if you're not ovulating well you are not also going to become pregnant so eventually you know if you come fall your make your life there is a rule for everything that's why we went to school we went to college that's why we had some timetable somebody says no i love to live the way i want to live then come on you are going you to have a package of your health no yes you are going yeah. to you know you'll be you are awarded with package of illness yeah. right we don't have to be like a you know you know very strict but following at least 5 days of exercise and you know which which could i recommend mostly strength exercises because yeah. it really helps people say i walk for 2 hours yes you can walk for 2 hours that is very good but putting a some amount some of add some on strength training is very important yeah. doc so when you talking about strength now my other big question is that a lot of clients who come to the gym start fussing about periods mm. now the moment they come in they'll have a long face saying listen i'm charming so i can't do anything and they they like to like you know pronounce that they're charming and talk like as though they have a major disease in them now tell us what is it about women in charming and um it's your personal choice to work out or not work out that's according to me but i want you to tell our listeners what is it to do with charming how much of blood do we lose is it wrong to work out do we die if you work out during charming yeah exactly see this it is as you rightly yeah. said it is very personal yeah. choice you know we can surely do whatever we are doing even during periods yeah. but it is there's no hard and fast rule that you shouldn't do or you should do yeah. this how you feel like like we feel like i'm okay doing some like say overhead press Yeah. which is or you know you're doing some biceps and triceps with you know few and you it doesn't affect you i don't see that you should stop doing you know periods unless you know you have had you know the 2 3 days of severe cramps and you know sometimes people do have some mood swings right. people do have some giddiness and nausea in such situation rest it out yeah. you know you should not be extreme during like i you should not be like i'm obsessed with fitness so what may come i'm going to do no sometimes i think listening to your body it tells you sometimes see i need to rest it out for one or two days fine go for a walk if yeah. you think you don't want to do intense exercise you can go for a walk but no no exercise during periods is not at all it's necessary not. it is a very personal choice because periods is physiology yeah. you know it is just part of any women you know like people saying in menopause i feel so bad it is again more of media than you yeah. if you just accept that it is a small it's a change in me which i can cope more with 
doing more exercise because yeah. you know that when you do lot of exercise endorphins are released and that is actually we call as happy yeah, hormone that actually makes you feel more elated and happy so the time when you are down don't you think doing some amount of exercise it actually is going help, to yeah. make you feel better and able to cope things better yeah. so you know if you when even if your body says no i don't want to you if you think no i think i can do some and you realize that actually that was a better decision yeah. than sitting at I know. love it when you say that doc it's more of physiology and it's got nothing to do with anything else that you go about talking to people you know saying that you ha- you you have periods like you have like a major disease and you're dying it doesn't matter unless you have like a very so low back. yeah unless it is yeah, like very pathological there are yeah. few people yeah. yes you know again cycles can be yeah. because the difficult because of fibroids or adenomyosis or endometriosis these are all conditions which can make women very you know difficult during this in such situation yes we advise them okay rest it out yeah. so but it is not like a general term everybody should not be doing it is like you know okay so i would suggest rather like if you know if you have a doubt meet your doctor in discuss with her and you know that way i think you'll have a clarity yeah. as to whether you can do yeah. or not do but we're not losing too much blood no doctor no, no, not, not too really. much iron no, no, deficient no, no. at that no, time no, right no maybe some are some are you know like, people who lose more blood and who are very tired anything pushing your body can tire yes. you more so that is what i said it is uh, you need to be clear about what you know what really it is not because it's something you shouldn't be doing mm. but probably if it you're really feeling very bad those 2 3 days maybe you can you just can. walk and you know there's no hard and fast rule or there's nothing medically proven that you cannot work out during no, your chance really. you're losing no. blood and you're definitely no, 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 no. and there's nothing no. like that no, no. so yeah so this is a, this is something that women should hear and do it because sometimes like you said it's good to work out and get your happy hormones up so now we that we're already at happy hormones can you touch upon a little bit about pre and post physical and emotional stress and working out and how to cope with it you are meaning pregnancy pregnancy yeah i know in pregnancy again when people come it is again pregnancy is a physiology yeah. you know we should not make pathology out of physiology is mm. what i tell my clients it's very important to be doing some exercise but again in pregnancy in the first trimester could be little daunting you know people have morning sickness and even then i tell them just get up open the windows inhale breathe and walk out you feel much better than sitting in the bed and you know thinking more about your nausea more about your vomiting actually it's going to depress more again pregnancy does not stop you from doing whatever you are doing for example you've been walking every day please continue to walk you do some amount of exercise like you've been doing do that what we tell them to avoid is too much of jumping or you know where yeah. you know holding a breath for a longer time like a you know like a planking is usually we do not recommend in the first trimester okay. till you settle you know because But there's no a point that you can see for example on. lunges and hinges and squats everything can be done throughout the pregnancy okay. depending on you know like you know each period of pregnancy i wouldn't okay. say the entire is like for example lunges and hinges and you know squatting all is no no throughout pregnancy no you can 100% do actually if you have been doing yoga sarvanga asana is the shoulder stand which is recommended meaning you can do even a shoulder stand till the day of your delivery which means really? okay. yes you are literally you know it is uh, you are just like you are bringing your body, your body up vertically, vertically, right? vertically so even sarvanga asana can be done there is like you know i am not saying you know out of context it is like a a proper yoga teacher yeah. who has been training but you all it is doable yeah. that is what i am saying if somebody has been following yoga 
uh, you know, who have been regularly doing yoga, you can continue to do yoga with some changes because like Surya Namaskar, the position 8 where it is like, you know, is little altered in the during pregnancy. Okay. Uh, usually the yoga teachers tell you not which to do the, the position 8. Which is position 8 is like a planking where, okay. see basically breath holding for a long time is not recommended during pregnancy. Okay. So anything which has a lot of breath holding. Okay. Uh, even, you know, when they do like for example, anulom vilom where you are holding and ex, you know, exhaling, exhaling faster is not recommended. Rather you inhale and exhale. Okay. That way you are you know, increasing your lung capacity. You know, in pregnancy so as... Exhale I say for long, yeah, because in pregnancy, as such, as a physiological change itself, your lung capacity comes down as your pregnancy is progressing, because your tummy is going to push your diaphragm up, right. your lung capacity is going to. That's it. Women say they feel shortness of breath. They feel, you know, they always want feel very claustrophobic when they climb. For all that, a deep breathing exercise, yoga, meditation, and you know, even a good walk helps yeah. to improve your lung capacity. So, and also exactly the the hormones that get released is going to feel, you know, making you feel better. Otherwise, itself you have this postnatal blues, you know, you know, and and in prenatally or during pregnancy, it's a big change. It's a it big is, responsibility. Your, your body like you know, changes, changes so much, so much physically yeah. and mentally. You change, you know. You need to cope with the new, you know, role as a mother. You're going to spend sleepless nights. Like, yeah. you know, welcome to the world where you're at least for next few years. Yeah. You're not going to have a stretch yeah. of eight hours of sleep. So how are you going to cope? You know, it's not that every second woman who becomes, you know, who delivers become, gets depressed. So when you talk to such people, evidence is women who have been always actively exercising, who continue to exercise, who continue to exercise post-delivery, seem to be in a better mood than women who were made to say no you should not do anything and you know they feel more, yeah, do it, more depressed postnatally yeah. because it's sometimes in a, a tradition which has been misunderstood like people say take rest what do you mean by rest yeah. resting is resting you know probably your mind and body for some time and required rest does not mean bed rest that you are yeah. sleeping through always every time getting up only to feed and sleep and then most of these women say oh I gained weight post delivery which I have not shed you ask them how much of exercise yeah. they have not no because I'm feeding who tells you not to do exercise when you're feeding yeah. no again you know everybody you know exercise gives you a breather exercise makes you feel nice so taking a walk outside for half an hour 41 or doing some strength training when you come back I think you look at your baby more happy yeah. than you know you will not think it is a burden rather right. so prenatal antenatal postnatal every time no, no to exercise is not at it's all not. true. We need to do some amount of exercise. So the postnatal doctor, when can they start working Six out? weeks from uh, post-delivery is what start. we can tell them to start. But, you know, breathing exercise, you can do any time, you know, any okay. time. You know, because it, as I said, you know, it helps you to calm yourself. It helps you to be at peace. So breathing exercise is always a little bit of walk. See, wa walking from the next day. It, yeah, yeah. It, you can walk, be around, active, everything. But organized exercise, say around half an hour to 45 minutes, mm -hmm. I would say after six weeks, six full fledged weeks, because enough, actually. six weeks is also known as the postnatal period when your your entire body is physiology is going back to normal. Mm -hmm. That's why even in our tradition, Indian tradition, that 40 days is reserved for a woman. That they say, you know, that 40 weeks of you know whatever they say, theta or what indirectly okay. means women need the 40 days to put come back to the normal because 
you understand heart really pumps one and a half times normal of the blood what it was pumping when it was you know not pregnant okay. so heart every system even uterus takes so many weeks to get back to its original position so postnatal period which six weeks indirectly is 40 days according to a tradition is necessary for a re- women to recoup recover so okay. i wouldn't recommend intense exercise in that 45 days But you know how to walk you can just be around an active not yeah. nothing wrong but falling into a routine pattern after 6 weeks six is weeks. better and uh, what about improving your working on your core and your core strength because core the is the most i think core is the yeah. most important for us throughout life not yeah. even see core muscles strengthen our back muscles right. we all maybe many people don't know that basically the posture the way basically yeah. what they say whenever you're sitting also hold your tummy at least 30% yeah. always every time yeah, always. With, like when i'm talking to you shiba i'm trying to hold my core yeah. always in talking because i think everybody does so constantly hold your core 30 minutes that upright position so it is going to support your spines yeah. it is going to support your glute muscles yeah. you know basically const a core is like you know how do you think this women in the village carry so much of you know weight, weight on the head and walk you and know we carry the, how do you think it's possible yeah. because of their core strength yeah. you know though it, you know nobody has spoken to them about core i think they do so much it's only if your core is stronger you can balance yourself so core is for everything for our balance for our posture for to look fit to yeah. feel fit for everything and also if a core is not good it's also going to affect women for their incontinence you know yeah. stress and unless you strengthen your yeah, core that's something that we want yeah unless you strengthen too. your yeah. core you're not going to strengthen your pubic muscles yeah. that's why most of the women postnatal they come back and say i'm not able to hold on as much as they used to hold on so when we call stress incontinence is when whenever you're laughing or sneezing uh you know you are able you are leaking a bit of urine is known as stress incontinence and there is something called urge incontinence wherein you get an urge to pee and before you reach the washroom you leak Ooh, yeah, yeah. so these two type though they because of different you know etiology altogether but for all that we talk to people about kegels exercise pelvic floor exercise and core exercise so if we know we all get into like you know postnatally yes you know even every doctor i'm not saying they don't talk but you know even from our field i don't think the more we read we also understood that how important it is to talk to our patients about you know yeah. along with contraception yeah. and about you know family planning we also have to talk to them about how strong you have to keep your core to have a better quality of life because imagine a woman not able to hold on to a, you know and constantly having the fear of a washroom most of yes. our women are now a working women they attend conferences meeting they are heading and sometimes that you know you're concentrating more on my god i don't want to use the washroom rather than concentrating on your presentation yeah. so it is so very important that we concentrate on strengthening your core so it all comes back to strength training. strength training it is very important to strengthen our muscles because muscles again support our bones and if muscles don't support our bones then again our gait is going to be bad our posture is going to be bad so you know we need to strengthen yeah. our core which indirectly means we need to have strength training part of our day to day or at least two or three days a week we need to mm. actually recently i was reading that they say strength training every day because we have so many groups of muscles in our body yeah. we need to we cannot be strengthening every group of muscle every day so having a plan and saying oh one day i'll do upper body one day i'll do core one day lower body somewhere even if you have a plan i think that going to work out much better so um 
uh, just to repeat 6 weeks after pregnancy you can actually start your activities mm. and gradually and gradually progress yeah progress yeah. and start it's so like how we say by one year your a child should be able to eat like an adult yeah. like that you know yeah. by one year of your child's birth you should have come back to your pre pregnancy yeah. weight you should have, you should be fitting into your wedding clothes yeah. not new clothes so this holds good for both c section and normal delivery yes, yes it is a c section is just a route of delivery yeah. maybe yes weight weight lifting all yeah. that we may tell them not to do for the first 3 to 6 months depending on how they feel but walking breathing climbing the steps all that is even swimming is all so good so, and there's no difference between c section and you know normal yeah. delivery except for weight lifting but this is something lifting. that i really love to tell about dr vaidya because she talks to a lot of pregnant women of course so a lot of indian pregnant women like to wear like their nighties and wear their dupattas and come and dr vaidya always asks them to go back and dress yeah, well I, and come back yeah, I, i just love that, yeah. it about her cuz she's for me dr vaidya is an inspiration because she always has uh, something positive to say about everything so especially for women this is exactly why i wanted to talk to her about this especially for women i hear a lot of my friends complaining about c section and complaining about weight gain after pregnancy and not being able to go back so this is a great tip for everyone like six yeah, i had a c section yeah. yeah and i always feel it never limited yeah. me for doing and anything and dr vida is in great shape and she lifts a lot of heavy weights so just don't restrict yourself to that yeah restrict yeah. but as i said we also should not be like pushed to do yeah. things i'm only saying listen to your system yeah. listen to yourself yeah. and you know don't do because everybody is doing, doing yeah. but it is not wrong to do like you know even i do a lot of strength training i do you know push i like i feel nice to push a you know sledge of 120 yeah. kilos i'm not saying that everybody should, should do it do just that. makes me feel nice so this is what gradual i wouldn't say i did in a day probably 5 6 years of you know constant exercise i'm able to do yeah. what i'm so like you brush your teeth every day you eat food every day you should do exercise yeah. every day so doctor the last question is that a lot of women who come to train with me they lift like 2.5 kg dumbbells and get worried that they'll bulk up like men not Now, can you tell us that i know this is just never never possible but can you tell us why it's never possible for women to become like men bodybuilders yeah it's all because of the hormones and yeah. everything so women cannot bulk unless yeah. you know you see the fight where women are wwf whatever where, where they really want to build so yeah. they do but basically just by doing some weight training i've been doing weight yeah. training for a longer time as far as i know i don't have muscles Uh, yeah. meaning i have not have muscles like yeah. man you know maybe i don't have loose skin that yeah, way i have you know yeah i don't have loose skin and uh, it has helped me to feel better yeah. but surely we wouldn't develop yeah. muscles like them yeah so which is what no, we I, tell I, exactly see again there's nothing like between 2.5 and 10 but don't stop because you think you're yeah. going to get anything is strength training is building slowly yeah. never you know jump and say today i will take a 10 kilo and you know sprain your back and you know have some in your residual that i would not recommend even with the trainers i just tell them don't push people like you know you don't need to progress too, progress fast. too fast give them time because each one is a different way of coping each body is different no two you know people are the same 
but taking it gradually anything taking it gradual and being moderate you know no don't be extreme in anything yeah. you know that is the you know way for anybody you know even for me you no know, i might just feel sometimes looking at people doing more sometimes i'm pushed but then i know my limitations yeah. you know so i just tell them this is what i could do mm-hmm. but i need to i do something yeah you know it doesn't stop me from doing nothing i do which is very moderate and which will not give me any residual problems huh. So that is really good. Thank you so much, Doctor Vaidya. It's been like a great time chatting with you. But I want others to benefit from this and through you. So can you tell us where you consult and what are your other specializations? You also specialize on subfertility. No, right? it's a subfertility. We now we don't tell it as infertility. infertility we call it as subfertility. It, okay. Yeah, as so, you said, the you know most of the you know these days infertility seems to be the most yeah. common. problem again as you said as i earlier told it's because of the diet with the lifestyle and also because of the you know culture where chill you know youngsters are working very long hours not giving too importance much stress, too also, much yeah. of stress mental and physical stress so infertility seems to be coming more common yes it's a one field of my interest where i can help couple yeah. most of the time when you counsel and talk to them they do have you know most of the problems can be solved only in counseling yeah. not necessarily that every couple who comes to me needs treatment yeah, yeah. yeah. so where can people see you doctor where no, you no i consult in apollo hospitals uh, yeah and mainly i sit at apollo medical center koturpuram yeah you know if anybody needs help we are always here to help you okay so dr vaidya is great at consulting i mean not only is she good at her procedures but she is great at consulting and i myself talk to her when even if i'm low generally i just catch up with her because she's great because she gives you medical instances and also she gives you life instances so it's it was really great talk to, talking to you dr vaidya thank you so much for your time thank you shiva i hope so uh, it is going to help people I'm you know sure, in a positive I'm sure. way yes yeah. doctor Thank And you. so, uh, wishing all of you a great day. Thank you so much. Thank doctor. you. Wish you all a great yeah. day too. Bye, guys. Bye.